who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is eric sanchez what's going on tonight you excited <laughs> I am excited. Um, the show we were about to go over was a lot of fun to watch. Pretty much all the mm-hmm. matches are pretty good. Um, just put in about a 10-hour day, so I'm a little tired, but okay, well, excited to, to go wait, over this. Way to hype the audience up. Sleepy Eric. Sleepy Eric. I'll wake up. <laughs> this week we're going to talk about survive. <laughs> Swig a beer for the working man. For the working man. <laughs> Survivor Series 2002. Which, as I mentioned on Twitter a few days ago, that it seems like, oh, this is more of a modern show or a kind of nostalgic show. This show's 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> this year. So, and there are still some uh, some Attitude Era people, you know, in here. Yeah. A couple, a couple different gimmicks, but overall, it's it's still um, like some shadows of Attitude Era. It's it's fun, and mm-hmm. we'll talk all about it. There's only one match that I was like, meh, but everything else I loved. We'll We'll get into it. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned, you can follow us on Twitter at PBW Podcast for all show information, past shows, future shows, fun tweets, all that. You can follow Eric on Twitter at positively underscore Eric, and you can find our show on your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Appreciate some of the new listeners we've gotten over the past few episodes, mm-hmm. new Twitter followers, all that stuff. So keep sending in feedback and requests and anything else. If you're an iTunes user want to leave a review, go for it. And, uh, yeah, fun, fun stuff. Fun, positive wrestling chatter. Nostalgic talk. You, you picked up any wrestling stuff lately? Or you just, you got to pause after your big ringside haul. Yeah. You know what? I haven't really bought anything since I got my, my championship. You looking for anything? Um, You looking? Not really. I think I'm just more or less just waiting for the ringside Black Friday event. (laughs) Yeah. That's (laughs) true. Like Black Friday 5.0, you know, December 28th. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I was at Target today, and they had a bunch of stuff. So they had the new Macho Man Ultimate, mm-hmm. the NWO one. I passed on it. Okay. Because I wish they would do a new head scan for Macho. but They're all the same head scan, which drives me nuts. But they had that. They had the Jeff Hardy Ultimate, the new one. They had the Roman Reigns Ultimate. And they also had some AEW figures. They had the Target exclusive Sammy Guevara. I, I passed on all these, by the way. They had the uh, Thunder Rosa new figure. I wish it was a chase, but it wasn't, so I didn't pick that up. Mm-hmm. And they had the new Legend set. They had the, you know the one with Molly Holly, Rey Mysterio, the Acolytes. Yeah, and I'm still I'm still looking for a damn Chase Luger. I cannot find one. There's like a million regular Lugers yeah. out there. I'll I'll look every yeah. now and then. I think I was at the uh, the new Lennox one out by us and mm-hmm. uh, Countryside and Tinley. Like I'll look at those, and every now and then when I get off work, I'll I'll hit up the one by my job. But yeah, it's just a bunch of regular ones. 
Yeah. And then earlier this week, I had to run to Walmart or something. I'm going to check the toy aisle. They had the Cody Rhodes Supreme figure. Oh, also, by the way, at Target, they had the Britt Baker Supreme figure. Oh, that's nice. I, I, I wasn't that impressed with it, the no. Britt Baker. No. But the Cody, I was super impressed with. I actually picked it up and uh, sold it to our buddy Jeff at Fully Posable. He was looking for it. It's the Walmart exclusive one. So he got it. And uh, I decided I wasn't going to do, go down the Supreme rabbit hole line, mm-hmm. at least not yet. Yeah. Maybe maybe if there's one I really want, we'll see. But for right now, I'm not going to grab those two. Because I have a Cody figures. I have Britt Baker figures. So I do really want that new Kenny Omega, I think unmatched one, where he's wearing the suit, the suit coat. And he's got the big smile. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the one I'm probably going to get if I see it in the store. But other than that, yeah, nothing I, I, too I, I, crazy. Yeah, I'm not really that into any like the AEW figures other than the the ones I have. Uh, sure. The Pentagon and then the Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Like the other ones, I don't know. They're okay. Would you pick up a punk one if you found it? No. Okay. You, you're happy with what you have? I'm happy with what I have. Well, you see in the future there's going to be that at the Luminaries line, it's kind of like the ROH version of punk where you've got like the basketball shorts type of deal. You yeah, but I, I wasn't that... Uh, I, I mean, I wasn't watching Ring of Honor when he was there, so I don't. You could uh, pretend. Oh yeah, okay. I could. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved him. He was the best. <laughs> he was the best. Him and his matches with uh, El Generico and yeah, whoever else the, was there. So uh, this show we're, we're going to talk about this week, Survivor, Sh- two, Survivor Series two thousand two. I was one hundred percent completely not watching it all during this time. At all, I, I to, was off and on, but the pay per views I never watched and. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't into it. So I, so November 2002, I was a freshman in college. Um, so I was completely off the grid. I pretty stopped, pretty much stopped watching after WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. And even up to 17, I kind of stopped watching weekly. I just watched basically the big event like WrestleMania. I watched WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was, I, I think I watched WrestleMania 18 as well. <clears throat> but But that was it. But yeah, this year... It was nothing for me. I wasn't watching week to week. So I had no, I have no nostalgia for the show. I have no roles called glass for the show. I have seen this show before because I went back and watched it. Yeah. And just kind of, it's the, it's the first elimination chamber. So that's kind of a historical thing, right? And it's also Shawn Michaels uh, makes it to the, uh, what is it? The, the, the championship again, right? Yeah. He makes it the <clears throat> world title. So, yeah, me, I, I had gone to, uh, like junior college for a couple of years, I was trying to get a certification mm-hmm. and I was just t- kind of taking classes. Like I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Then I transferred as many credits as I could to university. So I was probably like a junior then in college and mm-hmm. I was doing that. I was working two part-time jobs. So I was going to school full time. So I was pretty busy just like going back, back and forth between school, work, work, school, school, work, work, school. This, this, this is the weird, this is right before, I guess the ruthless aggression era, right? Yeah. So it's like, kind of weird. Like it's a little um, in betweeny time. Yeah. And Brock, I wasn't really, don't even remember him like showing up or anything like this or, or, or this match with hate with, with Heyman and big show. Like none of this is familiar to me. Yeah. But it's good because it is we, good. we're going in we're going in fresh. We're not going in with our nostalgia colored glasses, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I have a lot of notes about this show. This for those of you who want to go watch it, it's on Peacock, or if you want to buy the DVD, like I I watched mainly the DVD of it because I was curious if they edited out any of the saliva stuff because there is a lot of saliva on this show. The band saliva, <laughs> by the way. The sal- <laughs> saliva series two thousand two. I love you, I hate you. It's always been stuck in my head uh-huh. all day. 
Uh, always, Mr. always, always. <laughs> they were so what? So Live All, the lead singer Live also had that song for Spider Man, mm-hmm. the movie with Chad Kroger, Hero. He's like, and they say that a hero can save oh, okay. us. Remember that song? <laughs> yeah, I do. So I always remember that song. Not what it was played everywhere. It was on our local alternative station here yeah. at Q one hundred one. They played it constantly. And I was working at a car dealership at the time as a porter. So in the back, we'd be in the shop, you know, cleaning cars, uh, cleaning up, doing what we do. We, we'd have a radio, always blasting music, and it was always that song. And, like, it came on all the time. And I remember one time this one other porter was joking around. He goes, he's like, man, that's Spider-Man. I'd snipe his ass with my gun. I'd take it out and go, boom. They'd be like, they say that a hero. And then, bam, Spider-Man's down. <laughs> it was just like, he did this whole bit. It was just hilarious. And I'll never forget that. But the saliva brought me right back to that time of, of innocence of if I'm in college, I have no real responsibility other than going to class, mm-hmm. you know, like a part-time job as a porter. I don't have any bills, you know, so it's, right. it's good times. Yeah. Good times. Man. I forget which one, uh, which person had uh, their theme song is monster magnet. And I'm thinking, man, all this new metal stuff. It wasn't like original new metal. It was kind of in between new metal and like, um, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the other term for it, but anyways, it's like an in-between time for that music too. Mm-hmm. Well, WWE always trying to be cool with the music, and mm-hmm. they never are. I mean, they've hit it a few times with My Way, right? With My Sacrifice, two songs that like- Yeah, a little uh, a Kid little Rock song. American Badass? Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. It was fine. I mean, it's not my favorite Kid Rock song. So it's not Ball with the Ball or Cowboy, which is really his big hits for me. But this isn't the Kid Rock podcast, at least not yet. Anyway, this show- Took place November 17th, 2002 at Madison Square Garden, New York City. A sellout crowd of 17,930 people. A pay-per-view buy rate of 340,000. So pretty good buy rate. Um, this is because because I wasn't watching at the time. What do you, what do you consider good for buy rates? A good, well, like over t- 250? It, yeah, definitely. It varies from time to time. So let's look it up here. I'm going to look up pipe. Uh, buy rates for the um, from 2001 to 2002 to 2003. Kind of see where we're at. Um, Pay per view. Yeah, it's 450 rates. for 2001. Well, that was also the alliance angle. You got to remember mm-hmm. that was the big culmination of WWF versus WCW. And so yeah, for example, it was 450. Yeah, so it went up. So this was not a good buy. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, SummerSlam uh, did 540,000. So that's mm-hmm. a really huge. That was Shawn Michaels' comeback. Yeah. Match, so and Brock Lesnar won the championship, and all that stuff. So, all right. Hey, so, so not a bad buy rate. Yeah, I mean, you got to realize now too. Like, if you get over a hundred thousand, you're like, oh baby, you're yeah, you're in, you're in the killing. So, was this the first one that didn't have any teams? Um, because every match I was like an elimination type style. Yeah, like, it was. Your, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'll have to look. I didn't look that up, but off the top of my head. 2001 definitely had teams. I mean, no, yeah, because no. Ni- no, because 98 had the Deadly Games tournament, right? That wasn't okay. teams. So, so no. Yeah, so the year before it was Team WWF against the Alliance. So yeah, there was team five on five. Yeah, uh, I mentioned I was like wasn't watching before, so I kind of mm-hmm. watched a few Raws before and kind of the feel of this. Uh, about a month before the pay per view, Eric Bischoff announces the Chamber. He says it's going to be hybrid of Survivor Series matches, Royal Rumbles, and War Games. So that's kind of nice. Um, it's a chamber match, 
but it seems like this the all the the whole story is Shawn Michaels and Triple H. That's the whole build up to this. That's the whole deal. Um, so that 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 was pretty much it. I, there wasn't much going on. This was also right after the Katie Vick angle <laughs> with uh-huh. Triple H and Kane. So you've got that going on. Kind of a weird time. It's post two thousand one. WCW is gone. Attitude Era is dead, but they're still trying to hang on to it by being edgy and. I could see why I stopped watching, to be honest. Yeah, but. so no, not real any competition. No WCW, no ECW. Yeah, Impact isn't really a thing yet, right. uh, at least competition-wise. So, yeah, But looking right. at like the teams and stuff, like I remember three-minute warning. I'm like, man, these guys are badasses. And now, now looking back on it, I'm like, man, if three-minute warning came out today, you know, I don't care if they'd be with the, the bloodline, but still, they'd be a badass team. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so we get started with this pay-per-view here. Uh, we get the intro, of course, an intro video like always. It starts with Brock show, Brock and the Big Show. Then their story, Brock Lesnar and the Big Show, they're they're fighting for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. of course, won the title from The Rock at SummerSlam 2002. Also, this is Shawn Michaels' second match since 98. So he has one comeback match at SummerSlam, and now he's back here with his Dutch boy haircut, which we'll get into a little bit later on. And of course, and now... We go to the WWF Survivor Series, and I love you, I hate you, I can't live without you. The crowd never she's pumped. We got the pyro going. I mean, this it is, is a good song. <laughs> it is. You hear it the first time, you're like, hell yeah. Then by the ninth time, you're like, come on. <laughs> they do play it a lot on this show. What if Aaron Neville sang, I love you, I hate you, I can't live without you. What do you think? No, I think Just you would me? still. I think you would. You would have done an impression, <laughs> just like you did. <laughs> I get MSG is bumped. Jr. and the King welcome us. Also, we go to the World Restaurant, WWF New York. I was always jealous. I never got to go to that restaurant, the WWF New York or the World. Yeah, why, why did they change the name? I don't know. I mean, because it was WWF they, New York. Why do they do anything, pal? <laughs> Well, you know, maybe they wanted to, maybe they wanted to attract uh, more people because it's not yeah. WWF. So we we start off with a pretty hot match here. We've got a six man elimination table match: <clears throat> Jeff Hardy, Bubba Dudley, and Spike Dudley versus three minute morning three minute morning <laughs> three minute warning <laughs> three minute morning <laughs> and Rico. So good stuff, right? Good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, a good match. A lot of back and forth. It's a tables match. It this is. Rosie guy he starts off. He's kicking ass. You mentioned God, Rosie. Ro- Roman's uh, Roman's big brother. Shoot. Yeah, man, kicking ass. This is just what you need. To, like, let's the crowd's like ready to go. They're pumped up. The live on pay per view. Mm-hmm. I was very happy with this opening match. Two here. big ass Samoans and Rico. Two big ass Samoans and Rico. Yeah, uh, I mean Rico's was, not a big Samoan. Yeah, there was one match on Heat. Remember, this is still when they were doing the pre-show as Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Storm and William Regal beat Goldust in the Hurricane in a three-minute match. But, yeah, lots of back and forth here. Uh, there's big spots. Uh, Jeff Hardy has a swanton bomb in the like that aisle area. That's, like, off to the side, you know? Yeah, off the, the railing. Mm-hmm. This is also the version of Jeff Hardy that the new Mattel Ultimate's based off of, I believe. So, oh, little, okay. A little, little tie-in action yeah, going yeah. on here. All right. Uh, here, <laughs> tie in action. There's there's elimination spots with tables. There's big splashes to the floor. I mean, what mm. other notes do you have? Any other notes you got in this crazy table match? No, other than the end. I mean, you got uh, Bubba against who? Do you, who is he going against? Uh, Jamal. 
Yeah. But, but Rosie comes back in. Everybody's back in. Everybody's beating the shit out of what's his name. And then all of a sudden, uh, Devon comes flying out. I think he was at the time like SmackDown or Raw. But yeah, they they separated them from the draft. Yeah. They so he comes out. And everybody's like, holy shit. Devon's just house of fire. He's knocking everybody down. Yeah, and it was doing the uh, the 3D through the table and mm-hmm. Umaga or whatever his name was, Jamal. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy stuff here. There's also a spot where Jeff Hardy does his like whisper in the wind moment. And yeah. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of those whisper in the wind. This is one of the most whisper-esque I've seen him do, man. It was <laughs> awesome. It was actually Rico that went through the table. I correct myself. Okay. Okay. Well, I know the fact correctors on Apple iTunes going to review. Can't even get their facts right. One star. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Devon coming out, that was, that was a big spot for me. Yeah, and the crowd's happy. Get the tables, Gets the does the 3D mm-hmm. through the table, and you're, the crowd was pumped. It's New York City. They're, not, they're, you know, they're based out of Philadelphia from ECW, but Bubba's from New York, right? I'd assume yeah, so. sure. Anyway. <laughs> sure, whatever. They're, they're, clo- they're close enough. New York, it Philly. Yeah, it was great. Great stuff, and Bubba gets the win here for his team, and there you go, ready to ready to kick off Survivor Series 2002. And then we go to the world, and Stacy Keebler is there. And I mean, I don't want to be Mister Creepy Guy, but as far as like crushes and wrestling, mm-hmm. she's up there for me. As a like, yeah, I was in high school or in college at the time when she kind of came out. Oh, yeah. Before that, she was Miss Hancock, but yeah, definitely up there. For last week, we talked about Sunny in the LOD 2000. Uh huh. Stacy's right right behind like neck and neck with there there you go there so she's and she's nice and tall and yeah got legs she knows how to use them and Uh, she introduces and she introduces who did she introduce for us eric at the world um saliva yes she um (laughs) (laughs) and what song do they sing i don't remember always i love you i hate (laughs) you i can't live without you oh yeah yeah it's always 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 (laughs) It also, it's also kind of cool. You know, the crowd was into it. Why wouldn't you be? You're at a watch party, right? You're drunk. New York City for a pay per view. (laughs) I mean, I guess you're drunk. But what's also cool is they kind of splice in like video of the matches that we got for the rest of the night. Little, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's for someone like you and me who didn't see this and weren't watching at the time, it's nice to have these recaps, you know? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Why not? No, it is. It's nice to see. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you got Spike Dudley with uh, Bubba, mm-hmm. the Dudley boys. Uh, next up, we've got a cruiserweight championship. Jamie Noble with Nidia takes on Billy Kidman. I used to love the these cru- two. I remember I remember specifically Who? these Who? two. No, uh, Noble, no, yeah, Noble and Nidia. Yeah, okay. She, she Why'd you love tough them? Enough for, I don't know. They were just funny. Yeah. Like Jamie like, Noble out there talking like a hillbilly. I mean, that's how he talks, but just him and Nidia and people making jokes about, you know, sister girlfriend. <laughs> I liked it. It made yeah. me laugh because, like, Noble's such a little like shit, mm-hmm. and every you're like watching like, ooh, this guy needs to get it. Meanwhile, Billy Kidman is coming off his WCW run where he's feuding with Hulk Hogan near the end of WCW. Uh-huh. Now he's at the cruiserweight match, so the crowd's kind of dead for this match but i liked it i thought yeah, it, they it worked a, it really well match. together i think yeah, so too worked, worked really well together uh jamie noble does hit a shooting star gets a big pop for the one mm-hmm. two three i think the crowd was pumped that kidman won they think they were pumped like oh crap we got a title change here that's just always a big deal to see when you're at a show live you always want to see a title change right yeah 
I was a big kid. I, I like Billy Kidman. I, like I do the, too. Um, well, I like he was uh, part. I like both of them. He was part of Raven's Flock. Remember that? Raven's Flock. Yeah, he WCW. was also part of um, New Blood or something like that in WCW. In, in the WCW. In the in the World Championship Wrestling. Uh, and after this match, we go backstage. We have Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle. They're in a tag match later, arguing about who the captain's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, Angle hugs him and says, tag team partners don't shake hands. They got a hug, which is just hilarious. Kurt Angle's comedic timing over the years is something I've grown to appreciate more and more. Like, he's just hilarious. He would, that that time frame when him and Austin were both trying to like suck up to McMahon, I want to go back and rewatch uh-huh. that stuff because yeah. it's fantastic. There was some clip going around recently about Vince McMahon cracking up on TV because Booker T made him laugh. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's also one where it's Vince giving like a pep talk to his teams, to his like, it's like Undertaker and Kurt Angle and Jericho and Kane. Yeah, like, we got to go just, out there. We got to go out there. He's Austin like just repeating what he's saying and like Kurt yeah. Angle's trying so hard not to laugh the entire time. <laughs> well, you see Jericho on the side. He's kind of like starting to like giggle and smirk and he's trying to hide it. Yeah, and Undertaker just like keeps like putting his hand on his face, <laughs> like like try <laughs> like trying to you know get back into character. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, we see Chris Jericho getting his pump on, you know, doing some push ups and and just getting ready for the chamber match. Yeah, and really. I mean, this all this. What's great about this show is all these undercard matches are good. They're fine, but the main event is really all you care about, and that's kind of how a pay per view. I don't say should be because you want to have multiple good matches, but you should care the most about the main event. I'd be the most excited for a main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think when we've done these shows and look back at them, I found that most of the time, the really good ones, that's what it is. Like, you care the most about the main event. Like, even our favorite WrestleMania 7, like, granted, Warrior and Macho is the best match and the greatest match, but as a kid, I was looking forward to Hogan and Slaughter. Like I've got a because like the feud that's for the title, you know Hogan might get his belt back. So I, you gotta you gotta understand that sometimes even though it might not be the best match, it's something I think you gotta look forward to the most. So I'm curious, guys. Well, it's almost the best story. You care about. Yeah, if, it, if that's something you guys care about too, let us know at PPW Podcast if that matters the most, or if you like, if you if does it matter to you if the undercard you're looking forward to something as a semi-main event or the main event does it really matter to you to me i think it has to be the main event i want to matter the most so AEW is a little bit guilty of that where a lot of times i won't care as much about the main event but yeah i was just gonna say that but i feel like every time i say something about AEW, it's negative <laughs> no I, so, mean, I don't care it doesn't bother me if you don't like AEW. but this, but this it, is but this is positively pro wrestling usually usually okay but i don't know i mean we again we normally talk about nostalgia reality stuff, but I watch current wrestling and I watch AEW a lot and all that. And I watch, I actually watch Raw more than SmackDown lately because SmackDown to me has been kind of like, except for the Sami Zayn bloodline thing, like I don't really care about anything going on in SmackDown. So. Uh-huh, right. Uh right. But Raw has been fun and the AEW has been good and it's just it's awesome to be a wrestling fan right now. And it's just I talk about this, it boggles my mind why I, anyone would go online like with tribalism or whatever, like looking to actively crap on stuff. Like, I don't know if you saw Soraya Page kind of had like a cringy promo on AEW. And yeah. people were like, and she kind of made a mistake or whatever. And like, she posted this gif of like, 
wrestling Twitter when you make one mistake and it's like people beating the shit out of a guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it is. Like, dude, yeah. like we could giggle and laugh, but come on, let's just watch wrestling and have fun. What are we doing here? Yeah. Again, it's wrestling. I don't know if everybody knows this, but everybody else is making fun of us right now. Well, for watching wrestling, everyone thinks you know you know it's fake, right? As our friend Breaker has this great show, you know it's fake, right? That's what everyone mm-hmm. always asks. Yeah, like they're the one to break it to us. Like, oh no, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I've been watching this for thirty years. I didn't know. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna go back to our pay-per-view here, which we were talking about. Tristress. There we were. Versus Victoria. Um, I didn't really get the storyline here other than Victoria is kind of a psycho. uh, Yeah. And she wants the title. I guess that's all you really need. It's a hardcore match. Yeah, it's all you need. Victoria versus Trish here. And I I love this match. It was so good. The crowd was into it. There was weapons. Um, There was, what is it? There like the, the chairs, the kendo sticks, all that stuff. Yeah, it's the trash can lids, There's a kendo broom. sticks. You know. <laughs> it's a broom. <laughs> but I loved it because it's 20 years ago, and I forget, like, you know, women's wrestling was good 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trish was good. Victoria was good. Even, like, Molly Holly. Like, there was, you know, some good wrestlers. And th- this match, to me, I thought was really good. Like, it, it, it kept up with what the guys were doing. And, you know, just the hard-hitting stuff, like smashing each other in the face. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this right. is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, they're like, look, it's it's Madison Square Garden. It's New York. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Let's let's kick some ass. Yeah, yeah Victoria's, uh, Victoria's Vic- bleeding, gets a uh, bloody nose, yeah. I think, or mouth. Yeah, she does. She gets a bloody nose. And Victoria's a wrestler that I feel like over, like, I think online, like, people respect her and like her, but she's she was really, really good. She was. Or in the ring. It was awesome and super yeah. nice every time I met her and, and all that. So Victoria rules. She needs a, an elite figure or something. Yeah. She, I loved her run in WWE or w, in WWE. I loved her run in, in Impact as Tara. Like, everything that she did, I, I really liked. Yeah. Uh, also, the finish of this match is Victoria hits the fire extinguisher in Trisha's face, right? Yeah. And I will always pop for the fire extinguisher spot like no matter what because have you ever sprayed a fire extinguisher in real life have you ever had to do that no really so it's fun first off it's fun <laughs> so you didn't do it to put a fire out huh no we actually did it uh, a couple once at back at service merchandise back in the day when it was uh we were closing like jason bennett and i like wrote smc in the parking lot in the fire <laughs> uh, the uh the like the fire extinguisher stuff and one it was time closing I the, down and no one gave a shit exactly <laughs> and, and then one it time was, you're making it sound like it was anarchy no <laughs> it was <laughs> we're we're just causing trouble yeah we're in a recession <laughs> no we were going out of business nobody cared um but anyway uh another time i had to do it for i thought there was a fire but there wasn't but mm-hmm. anyway also, I haven't got it in my eyes before, but like it's like it's in the air, so it kind of gets like in your mouth. It's like it's pretty gross type of thing. Is so, it like chalky? Yeah, and uh, the fact that like gets in someone's directly in someone's face, and it's such mm-hmm. a cool visual. And there's the noise with it. It's something that I'll always be. I'm always in. Like you, you right. get the fire extinguisher. I'm in. I'm in for that. So all right. Uh, all of a sudden, Victoria gets the win out of nowhere, and we got a new snap champion. suplex. One, two, Snaps. three. Snap suplex action. One, two, three. Second title match. Second new champion tonight. Is there a theme? There is a theme. Oh, baby. There's going to oh, be baby. new champs 
every single champion. New champ. Champ's here. Yeah, uh, Victoria looks like such a baby. <laughs> when I see her, I'm like, oh, she's so young. Like a, I thought she'd be like like a whiner. <laughs> no, no, like like just she just looks so young because I you know yeah. going through uh, the Terra phase like in the, the mid two thousands and two thousand tens like you know watching her and that you mm. know just to see her from so long ago it's 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 nice to see her she was tough well, back you, then too. listen you probably looked like a baby in two thousand two as well oh I did I'm just saying oh baby oh baby ah <sighs> we get backstage we see Booker T he's exercising. And what do we hear? What do we hear? Always, always, I can't live without you. <laughs> I'm not kidding when this song is played constantly. So if you do go back and watch this show, maybe your laps like me never watched it or maybe even seen it in a long time. Yeah. I apologize. You will be in your head humming, I love you, I hate you, <laughs> in the, throughout the show. So sorry about that. Uh, so now we have our next match up here, the big show versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE championship. Brock Lesnar's got broken ribs. He's got the tape rigs gimmick that DDP had for all those years in WCW. Paul Heyman mm-hmm. through the build is saying, you know, Brock, you can't be doing this. He's a, he's a B he's massive. You can't, you can't beat the big show like this. And this is young baby Brock. Speaking of babies, baby and- Brock. He is also still massive, never had a neck, was always intimidating looking. Yeah. And the whole story, again, is Brock's ribs and all that stuff. We see some of the build to this match. This is a SmackDown feud. And, uh, man, they were cracking skulls with chair shots in 2002, oh man. They God. weren't holding back. No. I'm surprised. Show- that, well, not everybody made it out alive, but damn. A lot of people <laughs> did. Brock Lesnar just swung as hard as he could, hit, hit a big show with a chair. <laughs> oh, damn. It was brutal, man. And then we go, Big Show's out first. He looks really bad. He's in jeans from like Kmart and like a tank top or something. Not in shape. You thought this he looked bad? A, I don't Do you like black jean, Wrangler jeans, Big Show? Is that yeah, what you're telling not? me? Yeah, why not? He's coming out there to fight. You I guess. Put him in an Andre singlet? <laughs> put him in something. <laughs> jeans. But they're not even like wrestler jeans. It's like dad jeans he's wearing. I get that's probably the only size that fits him. Well, it was 20 still. years ago. That's what was in. Dad jeans. <laughs> 2002, I think their boot cut was still kind of a thing in 2002, I think. I don't know. I was never fashion forward, so I couldn't yeah. tell you that. I, don't know. <laughs> I was never fashion forward. <laughs> now I am. Oh, I get, yeah. I show up, you're wearing some <laughs> 1998 uh, Shawn Michaels uh, printed shirt. Yeah, let me tell you something. Or the dudes with attitudes. <laughs> the the amount of compliments of shirts I of like my like shirts, yeah, is like through the roof. Granted, it's usually dudes, but still, right. it's always people say love the shirt. And Lauren's just like, am I telling you? People love my stuff. I was at my kid's carnival fair uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> this guy comes running across the parking lot. Nice shirt. It was a Michael Scott Scott's Tots from the office shirt. Yeah. He goes, I love your shirt, man. Thanks, That's man. Awesome. Appreciate you. We were at a. Uh, when we were at uh, Dynamite, that guy liked my two dudes. He's like, oh, I like that. Yeah, he did. Shirt. Sure said, did. He loved Then he started telling me about he. He's like, I have the original. Like, I fucking gave a shit. You're like, all right, I got to go in. <laughs> we we, we, we got to go watch the dark matches. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. He was a nice guy. That, anyway. Every time I see somebody in a wrestling shirt, I feel like I have to, because I'm a wrestling fan, I feel like it would be cool like to say, hey, you know, wrestling's all right. You know, you walk up, hey, I like your shirt. Like, all right, thanks. This do woman you? came into my store. Oh, no, yeah, of course I do. Okay. This woman came in, and she was maybe like 
I don't know, 35, maybe like 6'3", you know, walking around in the store. And she had like a cartoon image of um, Legion of Doom. Nice. So I'm like, that's awesome. So I walked in, I'm like, hey, I really like your shirt. She's like, oh, thanks. They're my favorite team when I was younger. <laughs> like, mine too. Mm-hmm. Just to more let them know that. Hey, more than Demolition? You liked LOD more than Demolition? That's what I told her. Oh, you lied to this lady. Well, of course. She's I got to make her feel good about her shirt. Well, you usually be like, yeah, that's cool. They were okay. They're my second favorite. Like, they oh, kind of, man. They kind of sucked without Sunny. <laughs> Jeez. This is the positive show. We're we're, we're talking about Big Show. We're, yeah, we're talking about Big, Big Show jeans. in his dad jeans. <laughs> smoking a cigarette like WCW. He did, he was smoking cigarettes at the time too, wasn't he? <laughs> Probably. Terrible habit. When's the last time how long have you been since you you smoked? You used to be a smoker. How long has it been since you been smoker? Maybe four years now. I feel like yeah. it's been longer than that. I'm, yeah. I feel like it's been longer. Five but. years. Could you, could you even like, could you even imagine yourself being that guy anymore? Like smoking when it's freezing outside? No, not at all. Like, like I, I mean, talked like, to a lot of like smokers and they're like, oh man, I, I still, I still want to smoke. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like, I'll <laughs> smell it. I'm like, that's disgusting. Or, that used to be me. Gross. <laughs> yeah. And I never understood it cause I, I was used to the smell. So yeah. if I came in and didn't from a cigarette, like I didn't smell it. Like sometimes I would, I'd wash my hands or whatever, but I never smelled it. But other people's mm-hmm. like, oh, that stinks. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. We <laughs> call you Stinky Sanchez. Probably. But for, but, but for other reasons, not cigarette. Oh, it was my it was my dirty butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd gets a big pop for Brock Lesnar <laughs> as he comes out with his taped ribs and all that. Um, I was confused. Was Brock supposed to be the heel here? I don't think so, right? He was a tweener. Yeah. But he had Heyman with him, which isn't great. Mm-hmm. So that's what it, that was a little confusing for me. Uh, if you remember, the crowd was, when he won the title at SummerSlam 2002, the crowd was booing him, or booing Rock like crazy. Yeah. Um, so this match is like a four-minute match, but they get a lot of crap in. There's big displays of strength. The German suplex on the Big Show, like, this isn't like in-shape Big Show. This is big, big show. This is out-of-shape Big Show. Yeah. Side suplex, German suplex, all that stuff. But belly to belly. Yeah, nuts, right? But the but the uh, German German one looked a little. I, I mean, he got him up, but I mean, it wasn't pretty. But he got him up and you know got him off the side. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Heyman throws a chair near the end, and uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the ref kind of goes down. Uh, Brock Lesnar hits the F five on the Big Show, which is an impressive sight to see to pick and up. And this crowd went crazy for that when he picked him up. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Another, like, oh, another ref's going to come running out. And it, the MSG's got the short aisleway set up. So he's there mm-hmm. in like two seconds. Yeah. One, two. Heyman pulls the referee out. See, when I was watching this and Heyman pulled him out, I'm like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, well, that's what Heyman does. Yeah. But I wasn't yeah. thinking, like, what, why he was pulling him out and who he was, like, for. I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, that's what Heyman does. <laughs> and then it, all of a sudden, like, uh, Brock's looking at him, and Heyman starts, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, okay, he just screwed him over. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Brock chases Heyman around the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, the referees, uh, both referees are down now. Brock goes back in the ring. He gets nailed in the in the ribs with the chair. And then Big Show whacks the hell out of Brock's back with the chair, chokeslam him on the chair, pushes the chair out of the ring, other ref comes to one, 
two, three. Holy crap! The Big Show is the new champion. This is something. Was that this no disqualification? Believed. What's that? Was this? No, first? it was no. But the refs didn't see it. Okay. It was just a regular match. And right. one, two, three. It was just. I can't believe the Big Show won the championship here. He holds it for a couple months. Eventually, Kurt Angle beats him, and then of course that leads to WrestleMania 19 this in 2003 that year where. Lesnar does the shooting star lands on his head and eventually wins the championship, but that was mm-hmm. kind of what it was building towards. But yeah, I cannot believe it. So again, another title change here. Like, what are we doing? Three for three. Not a good match, but it was three and a half minutes and it was fun and it was a shocking ending. So not much for me to complain about. Talk uh, about a fun match. What's next? Yeah. See, this was the, okay. So this is, the Triple Threat Elimination Tag Team Championship match, SmackDown Champions. We've got Los Guerreros, Eddie Guerrero and Chavo versus Latino Edge and, Heat versus Latino. Edge Rey Mysterio, the current Heat. champions, versus Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. So it's a Triple Threat Elimination match. This is twenty match. This is the match that I was kind of like, meh, and not because I didn't think it was good, but I didn't care who won. Like, granted. I wasn't watching at the time, but I, I, I just I wouldn't have cared at the time either. I don't think. Yeah, so. I think the, um, looking on paper, like the pairing of Ray and Edge, like that's just like, eh, that's not Edge and um, Christian. Christian, right? Angle and yeah. Benoit, it's like, eh, they're not really a tag team. Los Guerreros, I knew were a team, but you know, same mm-hmm. same thing. I wasn't looking forward to anything, but just to see all the different matchups with Chavo and and Edge and Ray and Eddie and. And angle and edge, like all the different things you get, like kind of in a Survivor Series match, was kind of fun for me to watch. And then uh, Kurt Angle and Benoit weren't really on the same page, but they were still teaming. So so to kind of see like that suggestive like turn with the the title being, I think it was Chavo that hit Benoit in the back with the with the belt. Chavo. (laughs) The Chavo tosses it to Angle, and Angle's like you know like the old. Eddie thing where he just kind of tosses yeah. it and makes somebody think that you got hit with the chair or whatever. So then Benoit like doesn't trust angle now and they're, you know, fighting with each other. And I forgot, maybe that's how they got eliminated. Like I counted out, but I kind of lost interest at that point. But then I started, I, I was watching it, but I just forgot how they got eliminated. Yeah. And again, that's the same deal as me. So full disclosure, whenever Benoit matches are up, I pretty much don't pay that much as attention to it. But I, I just, it's just my thing. So, mm-hmm. Anybody can do whatever they want. Um, so there's not a lot of notes I have on here. I don't know if you have anything, any notes. Basically, the Guerreros win. They're the new champion. So, again, another match with the new champs. But any other notes you have of this match? Because you liked it a lot. You had fun. You said, speaking no, it was of good, a good. Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, I like the ending of it and title change. Um, Ed, Edge and Ray, um, I think Ray taps out to the... Yeah. Whatever Eddie Guerrero's move was. But anyways, taps out and uh, Los Guerrero's new champions and another title change. Yeah. And I like the look of these titles. What are they, SmackDown championships? Yes, there's the SmackDown tag titles. You going to buy some, buy a set? No, I think I got a set with Kane or one of the ones with Kane. I mean mean like actual ones. Oh, no, like like a real one? No. Aren't you you engaged to be – well, if you ever ever actually get married – you can buy a couple, a pair, and come out with them together. Oh, Each have a belt. Okay, there you go. Sound good? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to buy them for you, but somebody else could. All right, I'll just draw them like uh, heavy machinery did. On, like, some, car- on some cardboard. cardboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you ever make your own belts as a kid? No. Really? 
You just had the foam belt or the plastic toy belt? I never had a belt. How did you... Did you ever wrestle your pillows or anything like that? Yeah, it was an imaginary uh, belt, just like an imaginary opponent. <laughs> I feel bad for you. You didn't have a belt? Is like even a made one? Everybody had one. Everyone did something. Did you at least like use an object as the belt? No, I was never a champion. You were never the champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, you always. Your I never won the title. Up. I always came up short. Your shoulders were always on the mat, like you were. The, I was always counting the counting the lights. The ultimate underdog. That that's even more sad in your fictional pretend federation. <laughs> Do you ever get caught, like as a kid, like pretending to wrestle with your pillows, or your wrestling buddies, or anything? No, like your but, sister, your parents. No, but I would dive. Well, not not dive. Like I would climb onto my desk and I would like jump onto my bed, like with elbow drops or, or frog splashes or how far are we talking? Big how much distance are we talking here from, uh, maybe from like, desk to bed? Maybe like five feet. Okay, feet. that's a lot. I mean, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah been, something like so, that. Yeah. So, anyways, for a chubby little Eric. Jumping oh yeah. Us. So I, you know, I would do that, have some fun with that, watch some wrestling, and then you know, get excited and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna whoop up on a tugboat <laughs> or, or something stupid. <laughs> poor tug, poor tugsters. <laughs> and my bed frame, I didn't have a bed frame. I had one of those bed rails where it had like the wheels on it. Yeah, like yeah. The, like the metal railings that you get for free when you buy the bed. <laughs> and I remember my mom asked me one time, she's like, why are your wheels bent? <laughs> like they were like, they were like busted bent <laughs> on, the, on the carpet. Because she would like vacuum every now and then if I didn't like clean my room or d- uh-huh. different things like that. She would just vacuum the house and vacuum my room. And she'd ask me like, why are your wheels on your bed bent? <laughs> She's like, what the hell are you doing at this thing? Yeah. Maybe she thought would I was you, like so overweight that just my natural weight of sleeping. Bent, bent what'd wheels. you tell her? I said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know how kids oh. don't know. I don't know. Did luckily, you break I this? Never... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Did you do luckily, this? No. Luckily, I never, I don't think I ever really broke much wrestling around. Um, yeah. There was one time it was like, so there was a, like, for some reason in my room, there was a balloon, not, not like a helium balloon, just a regular balloon. And, and I don't know it was, we had a birthday party or something it was in my room. Yeah. And it was on the floor and like, I was kind of popping it up like with my hand and I went to super kick it, but <laughs> missed. <laughs> my heel went through the drywall. So Damn. I like, oh, shit. <laughs> so like, oh shit. Did, did you worst- stop, did you stop the floor first for a couple, like, wow, like a, like a sweet, ch- tuning up the band? I know the cry. This was an improv. This was like a, a super kick out of nowhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, and I must have been, uh, I must have been in like eighth grade mm-hmm. or something when this happened. Maybe seventh grade. You know that feeling like you, when you're a kid. Like you could still, even when we're adults, and you could still remember like yeah the panic. Sure. And like your face gets red, even though like no one's around. You're like, and you Holy start immediately, <laughs> like immediately in your head like how pissed your parents are going to be and how do I fix this? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to fix drywall, right? Yeah. So I'll just hang a, so, hang a poster over it. Exactly. <laughs> you bet your ass that's what I did. You and not only was it a poster. poster. No, 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 no. So here's the deal. So we used, there's, I think it's still open, but there's this place in Orland Park, a local printing shop called Sir Speedy Printing. And they would blow up pictures for you. So I used to bring in like WWF magazine covers. Uh, yeah. And bring him in and be like, could you make this into a poster? And it would be like two bucks. So I'd have like 
you know, a poster up size of a WWF mag, which was definitely super illegal. They probably shouldn't have been doing it. Anyway. But was the resolution good? Yeah. Yeah, that's what was so cool about it. It wasn't like 24 by 36 size poster. Yeah. It was like 12, 11 by 14, 11 by 17. So okay. good, you know, to hang up. Yeah. So anyway, it was a printout ad for uh, the WWF Degeneration X pay-per-view. And I still remember it was all blue. Mm-hmm. The whole ad was blue, Shawn Michaels' face, and DX was in silver. So I had that. So I put that up on the wall. <laughs> the worst part was it was an awkward spot because it wasn't like in the middle. It was like lower near the yeah. bottom of the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, I had so much like so much crap hung on my walls throughout the years in my room. Like no, yeah. like no one. Ever, my parents were cool about it. Like they never said anything about it. it. Didn't it never came up once? So fast forward to when you move out. I don't know. <laughs> well, not when I move out. When my dad sells our house. Yeah. Right. So he was like, oh, yeah, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, I was, you know, cleaning stuff up. I had to patch up some your some holes in your wall. You were banging around that room so much growing up. I'm like, oh, he finally found the giant hole And it was no big deal. Like, well, because I was a grown man that was married. Like, what was he going to do, ground me? But as a kid, I would have gotten my butt kicked. Yeah. <sighs> so I love reliving stories like that because as a kid, it's like your whole world has just been destroyed. But as an adult, you're like, meh. Although, like, if my kid, like... Well, maybe next time you now, tell the story, just say uh, your little sister walked in, right? <laughs> and you just made contact and knocked her out. <laughs> and she we went, would, she, and she fell into the wall. No, whenever my sister and I did the, like, the thing, we would fight, like, Tom like Tom and Jerry, like, kicking each other's ass. Uh-huh. And uh, whenever... What would always happen was someone would, someone would get, like, really hurt, and we would both stop and be like, okay... Someone's really hurt. We have to pretend we're okay, type of thing. Like we're we're, we're good now, so we don't get in trouble. Mm. Um, so I'm really curious, guys. Let us know. Seriously, I say this all the time, but do it. Send me a note, either a DM or a tweet at PPW Podcast. Times when you got like almost in trouble because of wrestling, but didn't get caught. We have done a show before talking about how wrestling actually got us in trouble. So go back there, listen to the archives to listen to that. But listen, let me know of times where you should have gotten in trouble or hit it. Anything could have been I stole an action figure or for a Hasbro or, or, or anything. Let us know at PPW Podcast. Really, really interested to hear that. So I have one more story. There was a time. Let's hear it. We, uh, we got time, pal. <clears throat> when we had the Has- Hasbros, um, I remember yeah. I would get out of, out of school. And my first thing I wanted to do is just like bang around on this loud plastic fucking ring <laughs> with my hard plastic <laughs> toys. Like, yeah. Know, it was so loud and they're pun- punching and slamming it. It's just making all this ruckus. And on the side, well, the bed was in the middle of the room. And so when you walked in the room, you saw my bed, but I would play on the other side of the bed, like on the ground. And I remember like, I don't know why I love Davy boy so much. Like I drew like with magic marker, like on the carpet, <laughs> the British flag. <laughs> like, you uh, drew the Union Jack flag on your carpet? So, so I drew it on the oh carpet. Oh my God, I'm cringing. <laughs> so I drew, oh I, I drew it on the carpet because I figured like no one's going to see this because when you look in my room, it's on the other side of the bed. Who's going to walk uh-huh. around the bed to go look on the other side for anything? You know, no big deal. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like two weeks later, my mom's like, what is it? What is that thing on the ground that you drew on there? And so I'm like, oh, that's just, you know, I'm just, I, I'm nervous. My heart's pounding. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's just a flag that I drew. And like, she didn't really care. So I'm like, I was so like scared for nothing. 
Oh my god. Well, because what's she gonna do at that point? Like, oh my god, what's wrong with my son? <laughs> right, like this dumbass over here drawn all over. Can't the you carpet. can't you watch football or something like a normal child? No, I would watch cart- football too. And cartoons. I watched everything. Uh, but I loved everything too. <laughs> oh my yeah, well you weren't drawing, you know, foot NFL shields on your carpet. You're drawing that's, the that's British true. Flag. That's true. Oh, that's brutal. It wasn't but big. It, it might have been like Two by four inch, two inches by four inches. Like it wasn't. It, I mean, it was big enough to be noticed. <laughs> I was thinking, I'll draw it on the wall. No, f that. I'm drawing on the carpet, <laughs> so I can lean over my bed, and the bulldog can walk down the aisle. With, did you have a bulldog Hasbro at least? I hope. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, you'd, I'd have a He-Man or something. He'd be, he'd be Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Fisto. Fisto from He-Man. <laughs> he'd be Stinko. Bulldog. Stinko. No, not Bulldog. Stinko. Skeletor. Fisto. <laughs> Did you get the new Bulldog Elite with the uh, Summer Sun 92 yeah, one? With yeah, the, I got it. That, that's a good one. That's a good figure. Oh, oh, so I'm going to draw that on the, I'm going to draw that on the carpet now. <laughs> <laughs> draw you draw the side of your girlfriend's car she's like what are you doing like, uh, i don't know i like bulldogs <laughs> the british variety <laughs> what is wrong with you anyway we're back to the pay-per-view here and los uh, guerreros just won the championships they did another match another title change here at this pay-per-view uh, Chris Dewitsky comes out he was the harvard graduate and tough enough runner-up he was the guy from tough enough um, he would have been okay. He ends up getting hurt, famously uh, famously kind of founded the Concussion Institute type of thing for CTE and all that, still pretty active yeah. with it. Um, he comes out saying New York sucks and New York is dumb. Then Matt Hardy version one comes out. You think he's going to attack Chris, but he also agrees that New York is stupid. And he said losers they're losers. And all that stuff. He's like, no, they're not losers. They're dumb. He's like, well, they're dumb losers. And then all of a sudden we hear that holla if you hear me oh man this motherfucker comes out big papa pumps debut right now yeah he is uh, jacked i mean he's taking all of the steroids he's freaks and peaks we we used to say he looked like if you poked him with a pin he would just pop like the pin cushion man remember that old cartoon i do remember that that's kind of what he looked like he'd be popping him this is also uh vin or What's his name? Scott Steiner's WWE debut. Uh, he had been signed, but he didn't know when he was going to be there. So I thought it was kind of like a lukewarm pop for Big Papa Punk for his debut. You thought so? I thought the crowd was yeah. going crazy because it, it was just Big Papa Pump. And then the crowd's like, Steiner, Steiner. And then they're like, rrr, rrr. they're all barking at him, you know, for like his brother. <laughs> <laughs> like his brother. Well, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> just Well, you know, dog, fa- dog face gremlin, is, they get, yeah. he gets the barks. So they're barking, barking for Big Papa Pump. Yeah. Uh, eventually he beats him up. He beats up Nowitzki and, and Matt Hardy. And this was just kind of, I think to kind of, I don't know if it was just to get the chamber reset up or calibrated, but it was hanging above the ring. Yeah. So there's just a little segment to go. Yeah. There was a little, lot back. of uh, little time wasted after they were talking about the, the chamber. I guess, you know, bring it down, set it up. Yeah. Uh, Terry Runnels is backstage with Sean, who's, I, I, my notes here, I have him called Dutch Boy BK, because he's got a Dutch Boy haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's chasing him. He, she's like, Sean, Sean. And he talks Sean. about, uh, 
why he believes he can win. We have the RNN breaking news, which was, a, I guess, a gimmick Randy Orton had when he was hurt, where yeah. he just kept coming in. He's got his emo hair, looks like a jackass, and says the hot. He looked like a white. junkie. Yeah. <laughs> his greasy hair and his, his um, like, bags under his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like so, this guy. Uh, the coach is backstage with Triple H. Triple H gives a boring promo. Triple H without a beard is un- unpleasant to me to, for me to look at. <laughs> he just needs a beard. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I liked him. He, he needs him. So we've got the first ever Elimination Chamber match. Eric Bischoff comes out. I'm back and better than ever. He says, no, history gotta, is going to. you got to do it right. You do it. That's your gimmick, not mine. Go for it. I'm back and better than ever. There we go. So Bischoff okay. comes out. <laughs> he goes over the rules of the match, uh, which is basically every two guys start off the match. Every five minutes, someone's released from their pod. The only way to win or eliminate someone is by pinfall or submission. There's actually a piece on ESPN I found recently talking about this paper or this match and how they didn't, the guys in this match didn't see the finished product until the day of the show. So like, they're like, we're all looking at it and Jericho's we're all like, Oh my God. He's like, there's, this is all real steel. It's like, he could have made this out of rubber. Like no one would have noticed. And right. it's just, there's nowhere to take a non brutal bump except the ring. Yeah. So I, I really, like, I really like JR's description of it. He was just talking about two miles of chain, you know, two tons of steel, mm-hmm. um, just comparing it to, um, the brutality of war games and hell in a cell. And this is going to be a whole new thing. And, devil's playground <laughs> yeah I'm like man this this thing looks pretty intense yeah um so our participants in this match is the champion triple h sean michaels uh booker t rob van dam chris jericho and kane and the, we get the, we get all the intros and we see sean michaels coming out with a couple things here so this is famous for his terrible brown poopy tights and <laughs> poopy tights yeah, and also it's just a couple like blue symbols on it. Mm-hmm. And he talked about it in his book how he had this idea where he was uh, he was coming back as kind of a born again. He wanted kind of earth colored tights because he was one of God's creations or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't tell the seamstress quick enough, so she didn't have time to finish it. So he oh, showed okay. up to the arena and like she's like, this is all I got. And he's like, I guess this is what I'm wearing. And uh, Triple H was like messing. He was like, this is really what you're going to wear out there tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and as far as the Dutch boy haircut, he wasn't planning on wrestling on this pay-per-view. Yeah. Like he cut his hair like to be with his, you know, he just he gave himself a haircut. And uh, he didn't look good. So he doesn't look great here, but we'll talk about it. He has one hell of a yeah, I, I kept noticing the H's and I guess now that you're talking about it. There, there was yeah. no a, the BK on, was there? No, it just, I think it was like at his butt, baby. They uh-huh. just, they okay. he, they didn't have time to finish him. And that's all he had to wear. Well, that like, makes I guess sense. I'm wear, I guess I'm wearing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to win, damn it. Yes. Whew, uh, and then he, so we get this match started. And again, the Elimination Chamber. Wait, 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 the, wait. You forgot, what? you forgot who sang uh, um, Jericho out. Saliva, but they do not sing I Love You, I Hate You. This is the worst they song sing. I ever heard, King of the World. It's the worst song you've ever heard? Well, Come from on. Saliva. I wanted to hear Always Again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're just going to play the... I'm going to play that Always song throughout yeah. this show for everyone. No, not really. Are uh, you going to end the show with it? 
I might start it and end it with it. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, I, I'll just end it, the whole thing, because we've been singing it the entire time. Now people need to listen. So stick around to the end of the show to hear always. <laughs> if, you, if you've been having a, uh, you've been aching to hear the song. We'll, we'll deliver. Rob Van Dam and Triple H start this match off, and uh, it starts off pretty hot. Rob Van Dam hits the rolling thunder onto that steel grate. Triple H is already bleeding. Uh, Rob Van Dam goes over to Jericho's pod, flips him off. Jericho looks all pissed off. Mm-hmm. So Rob Van Dam climbs to the top of Jericho's pod, and because the top of it's chain-linked, Jericho's able to grab RVD and pull him down and kind of hold him so he can't jump off. Um, Jericho's up in next, and he beats up Rob Van Dam. As this match is going... Rob Van Dam is like the MVP of this match so far. I think so. He just, like he, he was a badass. He was really good hitting the spinning, spinning heel kicks, doing the jumps and the flips and the yeah and the Kalamazoo's. He does an awesome move where he jumps. Uh, they call him like Spider Man from the turnbuckle to yeah. the cage, mm-hmm. sticks to it like Spider Man, then does the jumping back kick off of it. It's awesome. Um, and then Booker T comes out next to a giant pop, hits the spin Rooney. Uh, so this is also a part in the match that I never really knew about until reading this ESPN piece. So Rob Van Dam hits the frog splash on Triple H from one of the pods. Yeah. And everyone's looking at Van Dam selling his knee, but actually what happened is Van Dam's knee nailed Triple H in the throat. Ooh, <laughs> so Triple shit. H, is he's hurt. If you notice, a, pretty much the rest of the match until Sean's involved, Triple H is just laying down on the side yeah and there there were be- moments i noticed like he's kind of like holding his throat yeah and he's laying and he kind of went over to the doctor Damn. and he tells the doctor he's like you can't he's like just don't stop the match i'll be fine just lay here they or don't pull me out of the match or whatever um and then also apparently Shawn michaels was supposed to come out before kane mm-hmm. um but that got screwed up so everyone's all confused and jericho goes over to triple h he's like what do i do and Triple H is like, I don't know, I'm hurt. And Jericho was like, oh, crap. It's like, it's like chaos going on here uh, through there. All right. Uh, and eventually, uh, Rob Van Dam's eliminated by Booker T. So Rob Van Dam's out. I hated, I hated that. I th- the hated crowd hated that, too. They did. They're like, they did. why was he the first one to go out? I would have I uh, had Jericho go out first. No, Jericho's important later on, and we'll get to Jericho. In his um, Terry Funk-inspired tights. Yes, he is. Uh Booker and Jericho are going at it. Well, Triple H is getting looked at by the doctor. We mentioned out comes Kane. Uh, Kane throws Jericho through the pod glass for the first Kane, time. Which and, is and Kane cuts pop. some weight. Like he, he, he's, he cuts he, weight. No, he's he's not as like big, like chubby big. Or yeah, or, he's like he's ripped. He's he ripped. Is Kane. Ripped. God damn. <laughs> like this guy. Like he. I think he would just uh, go through everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, and Jericho kind of does. Recover. Jericho recovers, hits the lion salt, and Booker T is eliminated. And oh, after Booker T is eliminated, out comes Shawn Michaels, a house of fire, off the top, off the ropes, hitting those ropes like crazy, flying forearms. And, and you sometimes forget how great like Shawn Michaels is, and you rewatch some of the stuff. Like, oh yeah. yeah, he was the man. And again, this is his second match back. So two two, two things I noticed in this match: every time uh michaels gets flipped over and supposed to his like his his cowboy boots hit first like it's not yeah. on straight on his back so maybe that's something he adjusted so he didn't get like slammed on his back so much but even maybe though, it, and and jericho's like you son of a bitch like he said that at least nine times in this match <laughs> he did How about you son he of did. a bitch yeah there's one part where um 
Shawn Michaels kind of gets catapulted into the crate or the cage area, yeah. and he goes to cut himself, but he must not cut himself too deep uh-huh. because uh, Jericho and Triple H are like punching uh, Shawn Michaels in the head, and Mike Jericho's like, "Bleed, make a bleed, come on, bleed." They're trying to get like the the gig. They're trying to get the yeah. gig to bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was going to uh, take a King- screenshot of him, like you know, kind of knocked out, like in the middle of that uh, busted pod. I'm yeah, like, man, I wish I could sleep like this. <laughs> like where he's just like totally out. Uh, all we we missed Kane's elimination. He gets. Uh, super kicked into a pedigree into the, into the lion salt and mm-hmm. Kane is gone. Yeah. Um, and also uh, again, eventually you'd, you'd think it's going to be Jericho and Triple H teaming up on Shawn Michaels. Right. Yeah. And they're going to take take him out and that's the end of it. But then they argue about who gets to pin Shawn Michaels because of course heels can't get along a lot of back and forth. Eventually Jericho gets Triple H in the walls or Triple H is crawling towards the ropes and then Jericho pulls him back towards the middle, just as he does. Out of nowhere, camera shot, huge super kick to Jericho's head. One, two, three, Jericho's out, and we're down to two. Shawn Michaels and Triple H for your final two here. I'm pretty sure most people in the car are thinking, well, Triple H is going to win. There's no way they're giving the title to Shawn Michaels, right? Um, at least that's what I would have thought. And I kind of was, the first time I watched this, I didn't know Michaels won. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Triple H is going to win. Did you know who won this match before you watched it tonight? I didn't think Sean won. Okay, so but as I'm is, watching this match, like I, I wasn't um, like privy to the stories going into it. Just seeing how the wrestlers look and how they're going, like I almost wanted to see the last two to be Kane and Sean. Like, okay, I don't know. They just both look really good. Speaking of looking really good, uh, I was so I'm watching this match, and it got me thinking. Watching Shawn Michaels and. We've watched a lot of Shawn Michaels, a lot of Bret Hart matches over the years Mm -hmm. for this show. And when it comes to being in the ring, like once the bell starts, I mean, forget everything else with the whole character and promo and all this. When it comes to the match, nobody's better than those two. And honestly, I don't think it's close um, for the next closest guy. I mean, everyone, there's great, there's great wrestlers now. Like Kenny Omega is one of my favorite wrestlers like ever, but compared to these two, He's compared to Brett and Sean. It's, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody close. You know, what do you think? Is are they the are they the two best as far as like in the ring? It's Sean and Brett. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, you no, know, Jericho's great. Like, he's an awesome wrestler, and he's obviously got longevity, and he's got character, and he's got great matches, and all that stuff. And and Austin's probably my one of my yeah favorites move of all time move too. for move character and just. Storytelling, like just like in the, within the match, just watching Sean hit those ropes yeah. and hit those flying forms, like I'm like, damn it, he's good. Yeah, like you. So you the first time, the first time he did this in the match, I'm like, he came off the ropes, hit Triple H with flying forearm. I mean, to me, that's always he does the kip up right after that, but he didn't yeah. do it the first time. But later in the match, he did. But there, there is a sequence of moves that he'll do, and the same with Brett, like the same sequence as a move he'll do where you're anticipating what he's going to do next, and you're looking forward to it. Like, all right, he's going to knock him down, he gets up, Brett goes to the second turnbuckle, drops the elbow. You know, it's all the different things that they do, and that's what makes them great, because sometimes they don't do it. And you're like, wait a and, second. <laughs> that's not yeah. how it's supposed to go. Uh, there's a lot of back-and-forth action with Sean and Triple H here yeah. at the end. Uh, Sean gets launched into the pod, 
And I think, was that your, I wish I could sleep like that? Yeah. <laughs> moment? Or he's like just something. kind of like out. He's got a little bloody face. He's laid in the busted glass, busted yeah, plexiglass. I think glass. he, he purposely out. like rubbed his head on the busted glass. You can see some blood on the plexi too. Mm-hmm. Another nice touch by Shawn Michaels. Um, eventually Triple H goes for the pedigree on the steel that's countered and he's catapulted into the cage. And then we go near the finish here. We get a block super kicked into the pedigree and there's a delayed cover. Because of the delayed cover, Michaels kicks out. Mm-hmm. One, two, kick out. Triple H is pissed. And you're talking about delayed. It's a good 20, 30 seconds before he can get over gotta, to him. you got to protect the finish, brother. Yeah. Um, eventually, Shawn Michaels is kind of like, you know, slowly getting up, and Triple H is pissed. Kicks him as hard as he can in the gut. Yeah. One, two, Michaels backflip counters out of it, into the corner. Sweet chin music. Kind of after he hits the sweet chin music, immediately kind of like... Turns and falls on Triple H. Yeah. One, two, three. The crowd goes insane. Brand new world heavyweight champion. And off go, off go the conf- Michaels. Betty Cannons. It's like, goddamn. Um, Macy's, not Macy's Day. Uh, what's it, what's a New Year? New Year's New, Eve. New York, at New Times York Square. Times. New York, <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> Dick Clark's rocking New Year's <laughs> Eve is going on. New champ. So all the uh, all the was, championships changed hands. Yeah, sh- Jr. shouts. I know it's been said before, but do you believe in miracles? He believed. He <laughs> believed. Jr. is just putting everything into it. Yeah, I re- I watched the replay a couple times. It's it's the perfect like climax to the match because as you can you can audibly hear like the air being like all ready to be sucked out of the arena after Michaels gets pedigree. But mm-hmm. then when he comes back, you can feel the anticipation. You can hear the crowd like rumble, like, oh, when he does the backflip reversal from the pedigree into the yeah. super kick. And then, boom, he hits it. One, two, three. And like stuff like that is why I think we will, people like us love wrestling so much is because this doesn't happen often. But when it does, when like you get the perfect, like, bam, they nailed it. Like, you're like, hell yeah, this was awesome. I was in. Just a great, Awesome main event. Like, this Elimination Chamber match kicked ass. I remember being good, but this match kicked ass. Yeah, I Go thought so, too. Go back and watch it. And any one of these two could have been the final two. You know, take yeah. away the story. You know, I'm watching this with fresh eyes 20 years later. Um, I mean, I mean, Booker T was awesome. Jericho was awesome. RVD, like, any of these two could have finished it. But, you know, you had the story of HBK and Triple H. So, you know, that's who you had to go with. Definitely. And... I mean, we, we talked about earlier, this was building towards the main event being the big thing to care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that because that the the main event is going to make this an A minus show for me overall. Um, that's going to be my grade because the main event to me is an A plus. Mm-hmm. Everything else is fine. It's between a B and a C. But being an A plus will push this overall for me to an A minus. I just it was great. I loved it. Yeah, I'd give it a solid A. Like I'd rewatch this from beginning to end again. Yeah, it was really good. I'm glad we'd got to watch it because I was thinking to myself, like, let's do a Survivor series. We've done a lot of the older ones and I didn't want to do a super new one. I was like, How about two thousand and two? I'm like, that feels too new. I'm like, wait a minute, it's twenty years old. I'm getting old. We're all getting old here. So Yeah. It was it was good stuff, man. It was yeah, a fun it. fun watch. Fun, and fun the, and the fact it was the first uh, elimination chamber, I think, made it special. And the the pod music, I thought, was terrible. <laughs> where they're dr- <laughs> where they're doing the selections of who's going to win. I don't know if yeah. it was changed on the DVD, but on the uh, Peacock, it's it's pretty crappy music. 
No, it's pretty much the same. Okay. It's not nothing nothing good, nothing too good. All right. The only good music on this this show is always. Always. Oh yeah, there I you go. I can't live without you. I forgot who sang that. I think it was a band called uh Saliva. Could be wrong. Saliva? Isn't that like the the I mean, all right, this joke's gone on too long. Bad jokes. Bad jokes the PPW podcast. So all right. what, we know it's S- not send, bad. Send your bad jokes our, to at ppw.com. No, send to at positive underscore Eric. I don't want to say <laughs> Not bad is our podcast buddies and our podcast friends of the show, shows that we listen to and support, interact with, and are friends with. Uh, check them out. Check out a few of these podcasts. If you get a chance, our friends at the Our Vantage Point uh, Retro Wrestling Podcast, follow them on Twitter at OVP Podcast. They've got a Patreon as well where they go over uh, classic roster, the raw cannon right now from 93. Also going over uh, every WWF pay-per-view reviews. We do like hour length shows. There's like three hours. So go check them out uh, at OVP podcast. Check out our friends, Scott and Jeff at the fully posable wrestling figure podcast, talking figures each and every week for you. Follow them at fully posable. We mentioned them a little bit earlier, uh, breakers and Bane's power hour breaker side project. You know, it's fake, right? But the main show, uh, the breaker and Bane power hour, follow them over there on Twitter as well. And then also follow our friends, Daniel Spencer and friends at the ringside podcast, impact wrestling referee talks about impact talks about current stuff. There's interviews, lots of been friends with them for a while. So follow them at ringside podcast. Uh, our friend Lee at the Raw's nitro podcast just came out of the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, go follow his show is as fun. And we interact on Twitter and have lots of fun with them as well. Uh, follow, who else am I missing here? I'm missing somebody. I'm always forgetting somebody. Oh yeah, the uh, not oh yeah, but uh, the in the marbles podcast. They are a NASCAR show. Soda Hunter and Ethan do that. Not really in our wheelhouse, but but check them out in the marbles. And follow our friends uh, Justin Summers and friends over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Talk a lot of independent wrestling. He's been doing podcasts for a long time now. So go ahead and follow his show for independent fun. I was going to say um, wrestling cheers. It, that's usually included when you're like, oh, yeah. well, who am I forgetting? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't do notes. It's late. What are you going to do? But yeah, man, it was a fun pay-per-view, fun chat, fun reminiscing and random stuff, talking about kicking holes in walls and drawing with magic marker on your carpet and not even ha- and putting He-Man as your, as your bulldog. Uh, Fisto. Fisto. <laughs> that was my bulldog. That's your, that's your dog. Yeah, that's my dog. Got any fun plans this weekend? Anything going on? Um, I'm working Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Um, tomorrow, probably going to go grocery shopping and head over to Becca's to watch the new Hocus Pocus. She's real excited for it. She loves Hocus Pocus. So I've never okay, seen well. it. So she's like, you can watch the first one and the second one. I'm like, all right. So you have to see them both? Well, I guess so. I mean, unless the second one has nothing to do with the first one. I don't know. I, I'm so, I mean, I don't know how you went through your life not seeing Hocus Pocus. Well, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen because I just didn't want to see them. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> well, I hope it's as good as she anticipates it to be. I think my kids are going to watch it with me tomorrow night because my wife's out of town. She's in Ohio this weekend. So she's at a uh, her first convention. Mm-hmm. She's at Obsessed Fest, which is a podcast, true crime, wrongful conviction oh. convention. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, a bunch of normal people. And it's a pretty big deal. And I was kind of trying to explain to her, I go, look, I go, and she's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, look, I'm like, you're going to have fun, but just know it's going to be a shit show. Like, like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's the convention. It just is. Like, just go with it. Don't get stressed out. It'll be fun. So 
looking forward to hearing her recap of her first con. So is she Should going we... as just like going to go or she's like, she's going to go. Anything? No, she's going just to go because this, she's oh, like, okay. It's like podcast. She loves they are doing live shows. Yeah. They're doing interviews, meet and greets, all that stuff. I don't know. It's just like a thing that I think white women like to do. Like they just like to know about true crime and then they get scared. Like she won't watch like a horror movie with me, yeah. but she'll watch like a six part documentary about a real serial killer. I'm like, how are you watching this? <laughs> but you won't watch like Halloween with me. Like, did, come on. Did she watch, um, only murders in the building? Yes, All which right. is just the best show ever. Yeah, I really like that show. Hilarious stuff. Um, yeah, but she's at her first con, and I don't know, I'm I'm getting itchy to go to one. So yeah. there's nothing really coming up, but you know, got I'll that Bret Hart thing coming up. A couple That's of weeks. too much money. I'm not going. To that. <laughs> so the reason we're, I just want to um, go back to the hocus pocus. The reason we're watching this because well, she loves it so much. So I remember I don't know three four years ago we went to the Disney store in Chicago Ridge. Um, and she bought this, I thought it was ugly, a Hocus Pocus, a Hocus Pocus shirt. It was like a full, full on dye. Uh, to me, it just looked tacky, but she really okay. liked it. So she likes Hocus Pocus. So I remember her saying she's always wanted to go as like three sisters, like Mary, Sarah, and Winifred Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Like I know the names because she's talked about it so much. Okay. And I think it was last year I told her. So which one are you going to be? Yeah, so I'm going to be the big one. So I, I I told her last year, like if Jenna, she asked Jenna if she wanted to do it. And Jenna's like, her daughter, Jenna. Okay. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. But then she it fell through. And at the time, I told her, I'm like, if you really need a third, I'll be the big one, which I find out is Mary Sanderson. Okay. And so maybe that was two years ago, whatever it was. But it, it, it's still this thing, like, if she needs the third, you know, I'll do it. So she found the second to do it. We're going to a Halloween party up in uh, like a Frankfurt, um, like an event. Is this a it's public like, party? Can I come to this and see you dressed up as a Sanderson sister? You have to pay to go there. I think it's like $70 for this party. Okay, I'm not paying $70. Well, well food's it. included. There's free like. Um, well, it ain't free if you're paying $70. No, but I'm just saying you don't have to pay extra for like the <laughs> the, the basic beers, like top shelf okay. stuff and imported stuff you pay extra for. So there's like free beers, uh, cheap wine. Okay, well, okay. So are you doing this? You're dressing up? Yeah, so, so, I got, so I got the costume. Um, I told her, I'm like, you're going to have to do my makeup. She's like, okay. So she's like super excited. <laughs> I am too. You got to yeah. please, Over, please tweet a picture out. Oh, there's going to be pictures. See it. So I don't, I'm, I, I think I'm just not going to wear my glasses. Cause I think Mary has her eyes like really big most of the time. And her mouth is kind of weird. So, you know, I just have to watch the movie to kind of okay, you pick take up some, some mannerisms and you know, I'm going to bring my notepad. So, so for our next show, we'll have a couple things. We'll have one, your review of Hocus Pocus one and two, which will be <laughs> my review, which will be also, we will, when's this Halloween party? October. Let me see. October 29th. Okay. So a few weeks away. So hopefully we have another show before then, yeah. but at the very least we'll have a, a, a our next show is not going to be a wrestling show. It's going to be a Hocus Pocus show of Eric's review. <laughs> you, what if you hate it? Would you lie to your fiance if he hated it? No, I've told just, her there's movies I didn't really like. Because I remember she was like so excited about uh, Death Becomes Her. She's like, oh, I love this movie. I love this movie. And we're midway watching it. She's like, what do you think? I'm like, I think it's, I don't think it's that good. And she's, she's like, like, I hate she's you. Like, oh. I love she's you. Like, she's, <laughs> and she's like, I love you. I hate you. I can't live without you. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? This isn't as good as I remember. And I'm like, okay. And then we stopped well, watching hope- it. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. That's like a, a 90s movie or whatever. But Hocus Pocus is a movie kids grew up on. 
Like you watched it. I'm sure she watched it with her kids. Probably. Type of thing. So yeah, you, you, you got to lie. You got to be like, oh, it's pretty good. Even if you hate it. Then you can come on the podcast and give the real review. The real one. I was like, you know what? This was the worst movie. It goes off on a big time. I, I might like minutes. it. I'd I, I like family movies. Okay. Well, enjoy. Have fun. What do you got Everyone going else on? Everyone else this weekend, uh, so my my wife's in, in Ohio, so I, me and the kids are hanging out all weekend. Oh, we'll you're going to have a little uh, little party, wrestling party? No. I don't know what we're going to do. Tomorrow, um, we're supposed to go pick up Penny's Halloween costume from somewhere. Um, I got to figure out what she's going to be. She's still trying to decide. And Saturday, we might go to the zoo. We'll see. Okay. Sounds fun. fun. Yeah. And then Sunday, I have my uh, nephew's baptism. So I got my, my weekend's packed. I got stuff to do. So it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, I actually took tomorrow off because I'm going to clean the house a bit. I bought some, some cleaning clean supplies are expensive, by the way. I was like, what is this so expensive for? Anyway, I uh, that's the plan for tomorrow. Well, the kids are at school. And tonight, I'm going to chill out, maybe watch a little more wrestling before bed and edit this show and get it up for everybody and download this live song so everyone can listen to that for real. <laughs> maybe, maybe just do that, you don't have that on your computer or, your, or the CD? I do not have the CD. I do not. I yeah. should get it. Though. I'll get it for you for Christmas. Yeah, I'm vinyl. <laughs> vinyl. Or uh, cassette. Anyway, Eric, thanks for coming on and chatting it up. And this was a fun show. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks, everyone, the new listeners who joined on. Thanks for the longtime listeners as well. And thanks for the people that check us out every once in a while. Uh, as always, please follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. We have an Instagram, too, at PPW underscore podcast. You can follow Eric on Twitter at positively underscore Eric, and please subscribe to the show. And if you like us, share it with a friend and keep it going. Keep the fun positivity. We've been doing this for I don't know, six, five, six years now. It's been a while. We've been doing it for years. It's crazy. And I'm not sick of doing it yet. Are you still having fun? No, I, that's it. No. <laughs> You're done? I th- no, no, no. I'm thinking like I thought it was 2016 or no. No. 2018? No, I think, it, I mean, I can look really quick on my phone when our first show was published. Um, anyway, while I looked it up, you've been having fun. Of course I've been having fun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this. That's true. You aren't the kind of guy that'll like, just keep going with stuff. I am. You're not the kind of, oh no, no, no. I'll say, you know what? I don't really want to do this anymore. (laughs) So, so our first show was January 1st, 2017. Holy shit. There we go. So five years. Yeah, Almost. coming up on coming up. We'll have our sixth anniversary show coming up soon. Oh man, we got to get each other presents. <laughs> Deal. We got to get all our subscribers some gifts. I don't know. Are you going to pay for that? You, you've never paid me for the the podcast feed. No, but you but you pay me in high fives. That's true. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Eric, thanks for coming on. We will see you after watch. Eric watches Hocus Pocus. Bye, guys. Bottom line!